All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Doghouse. Welcome in my pal, Jimmy Rogers. What's going on, Adam? Where you been, man? Oh, dude. Well, we went to Kansas and done a little hunting, come home, and I don't know if it was the COVID or not. I, my theory is if you don't test, you ain't got it. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But a week, a week in the bed says I, I'm, I'm back better now, so I'm good. I had a rough run, but I've been sick, but... We rolling up here now. It's uh, it's time to get to work. Weather's broke, and we training dogs. What y'all doing down there? <laughs> Man, we've been slapped getting after it. Um, broke free Friday a little bit to run up to uh, Nashville to, to visit with some pals. Me and Carrie and the babies went. We um, got there just in time to to go to Top Golf. I've never done that. My buddy Kevin Taylor. Uh, and his family was there, so we went with them to top golf. And man, you talk about a man that can strike a golf ball and hit it straight as an air, or hook it, or push it, or do whatever he wants to with it and hit it for a damn mile. It's Kevin Taylor. He is a superior golfer. Really? Oh, it's yeah. unreal to watch him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's one. That's one. Uh, that's one that he would probably have me at. I'm not much of a golfer. <laughs> My first three I hit, Jimmy. There's. Like you wave your your wand over this light and it kicks a ball out and like, boom, and then there's like a little machine that it comes out of and it's got a pad there and I was, I know why now my first three kicked off of that machine, it was like, ninety degrees from the way I was supposed to be hitting it. Oh gosh! Yeah, I mean I'm glad <laughs> it wasn't people beside me right there. That that have been stinging. <laughs> you know, you've seen me hit golf balls. I, I, I'm, I can, I can crush it off the tee, and then after that, it's just it goes downhill quick. I eventually got better and, and hit some better shots, but man, it's just golfing is not my thing. No, but, well, that 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 game is so so hard compared to what people think. You know that that it is, but it's a. It's it's there's more to it. I mean, there's absolutely more to it than just just hitting the ball. There's a lot of technique. The guys that do it right and do it good. I, I I admire a good golfer. Yeah, yeah. I'm you know, I, only thing I like about golf is Happy Gilmore. It's one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. And, uh, <laughs> it's about my favorite thing about golf. <laughs> Copy. Yeah. Talk to my banker. He's a great golfer. Huge ass. You know. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 oh man! If you don't know Happy Gilmore, then that's not funny. You're probably like, "He's got <laughs> Um But I got to go to the NWTF. Got to meet some people that listen to the podcast. Um, had some guys come up and be like, "Man, I love the podcast and appreciate what we're doing and the content we're putting out." Man, I just want you guys to know that it was all great to meet everyone, whoever we ran into, and. Um, Thanks for coming up and saying hello, and um, you know that makes everything worth it. You know to know that people are gaining something from this deal and, and enjoying it and having fun, maybe laughing. Um, hopefully, we made them laugh. So, 
Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. I always like it when people tell me they're listening and and uh, enjoying it. I hope they do. That's the whole idea, man. If if you ain't, let us know. That way we can adjust. Absolutely, and I got to see a lot of my a lot of my people that I that I that I know and don't get to see just a ton. Spend time with them and um, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. That's a, lot of, a lot of those guys are winning too, man. They're that their their booths and their products and they're putting out did very well up there and uh, man I couldn't be happier for them I'm proud to see them doing well and winning. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, that that event is so great. I you know for several years I would try to make a run through there. You know I've been in the industry for a long time and know most of those guys. You know over the years I've met them some way and kind of since COVID I got out of the swing of going. This year I was actually planning on coming down. You know we had talked about being there together and. Man, I just the last thing I wanted to do this past Saturday was mingle with ten thousand people. You know, I was feeling so rough, so I ended up not making it. But I hate I missed it. You know, it's not far from the house. It's only about two, you know, a little over two hours from me. And uh, I usually try to make it out for a day anyway and run through and see everybody. But uh, hopefully next year we'll make a plan for that and hit it again because that's that's the event. If you're in the if you're in the outdoor world, that's the that's really the one, especially in this part of the country. You need to you need to be uh you need to be part of great event man um 10,000 is not an over <laughs> oh no saturday it was like i don't know man it was you ever seen those videos where the fishes are swimming up the creek you know and there's oh, like yeah. thousands of them and they're trying to get to the food or the sex or something up the creek that's drawn them that way you know and they're all like that's what it was man it's like people just Going up the creek, headed to whatever you're after, and it was wild, yeah. wild. Yeah, yeah. People, people love that event. You know, I mean, it's it's been it's been good like that too. That's not nothing new. I mean, you know, for years, that thing has been doing that. You know, I've been, I don't know, the first year I went in there back in oh, early 2000s, and it was the same way. You know, and it, and it's grown from that. When you thought it couldn't get any more, it it got more, and uh, it, it's it's a good it's a good event if. Uh, if you uh if you uh, uh if you enjoy the outdoors that's one that you would definitely enjoy. Uh, absolutely. I I'd say go on Thursday where you can not be as as crowded if I was gonna advise somebody give somebody some advice about it. I would say go up on Wednesday night, be there Thursday and Friday and that way you don't feel as heck. compelled to be there Saturday because Saturday was I wasn't there this Thursday and Friday, but I was last year, and and Saturday said this year was even worse on Saturday. So, yeah, yeah, a lot yeah, of no, people do. A, don't be a fish. It's a, it's a, go on, go on, <laughs> go on uh, Thursday and be some other kind of animal. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> exactly. Um, I did be get... like me a ground groundhog. Don't stick your head out of the hole. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did get to uh, to meet. Uh, Dr. Bill at Tetra swung by there and visited with him. And uh, he's excited about being partnered with us and we're excited about things to come in the future. And he did mention that um, there has been a lot of people reach out that heard him on the podcast and they're excited about being part of this deal. And man, that made me, uh, t- that would tickle me pink. That tickled me. Oh, yeah. Good people, man. I've, I've met and talked with him a few times and great guy great product you know that's what makes that deal so good is it's easy it's easy to deal with something that's that works you know yeah. 
and you and I both have used and, and enjoy those things. The Tetra line has been excellent. And of course, if you go online and order your Tetra, use the Doghouse podcast. I think the Doghouse promo code, uh, you'll get a, a percentage off plus uh, a little extra in your package. You know, some things that comes with it you wouldn't normally get. So yeah. make sure and go in and see those guys. And, and uh, yeah, David come down to the Duck Lodge. I think we talked about that and done some custom fits for five or six guys there in the local area. And, and uh, they've all got them and love them. You know, so it's a... It, it's a real deal, man. Those things work, and and, and I, you know what I'm most surprised is how well they they hold up. I was a little concerned early on. You know, we talked about that with Davis. I didn't know how well they were going to hold up for us, but I've used mine all winter. You know, sporting clays, duck hunting, dog training, and and even last you know through last summer till now, and they're just like new. Work every time I put them in. A hundred percent, and man, they're really, really, really good. So yes, sir. and uh, hey, if, if the if the code don't work when you put it in, man, go out of your way to, because that hey that helps us, you know. That's right. That's exactly yeah. that's exactly so, right. We we appreciate it. Text me and say the code don't work, or or email uh, Lucas over there and say, man, I can't get my code to work. You know, it helps us if you go out of your way and make that deal, make yep. that deal yep. get done. So good, good um, deal. Let's, uh, let's just go ahead and talk about who else helps bring the podcast to you. Let's talk about Miss Melissa over there at Duck Dog Clothing. Uh, she does all kinds of cool uh, gear for the guys with the sporting dogs, with the retrievers, and a big part of the sport. You know, she does the uh, grand gear be coming up here soon. You know, the grand's open. We'll talk about that. And uh, all the shirts and stuff for the grand, the national open come through her. So she's one you need to get in touch with if you're looking for any doghouse podcast gear. Uh, make sure and check out her website, and you, there's a Dropbox there. You can buy stuff from us, and then uh, uh, wet dog uh, mats, wet mutt mats, and Kong bumpers. Yeah, I need uh, some Kongs, I mean? man. They over there on a I was gonna say boat or something. We're gonna start. We're gonna stop advertising for Kong because as long as we keep saying it, people keep buying them. We can't get them. I know it. <laughs> they too good for that. We may have to hold up. Don't buy Kong mumpers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> mine, mine have to grow legs. Yeah, yeah. Those suckers will walk right out of this place, man. I don't know how they get up a hill. I don't know, but they they can definitely find a place to hide. That's for dang sure, man. <laughs> that is no no doubt. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. We yeah. also have Sullivan Motors, uh, GM Chevy products over in Collins, Mississippi. If you're in the market for a ride, you have. Blake or, or Brandon, one of those guys, a call. Um, Blake passed through last night, stopped and, uh, and and got him a hat, a new Hillside Kennels hat, and um, always always good to take care of those guys because they take such good care of us. And uh, BS does deliver. He's got him a, a new delivery truck. He'll put it on a trailer, bring it right to the front doorstep, and that's a fact, Jack. So, yeah, um, yeah. What about uh, Chaz Giles up there, Jim? Oh, yeah, G&G Motors, uh, Chaz Giles with uh, Mahindra tractors, uh, large and small, side-by-sides for all your tractors, outdoor sports equipment needs. See Chaz over at G&G Motors in Columbia, Kentucky. All right. I think that's it, huh? I think that's I think it's the. I think that's all of them. Sound like you that's, put uh, some fuel in your tractor there. Well, it's my skid steer, and I'm moving concrete, and uh, I, I shut it off kind of on a hillside here, and uh, it's a, 
<clears throat> a little slow to start. Usually it does a little better than that, but we, we rolling now. We, we back. I got my grapple bucket on. I got a big load of concrete. I'm picking up concrete slab uh-huh. and moving it. You know, I'm always working. There, there's never a time. I just don't set idle other than when I'm sick. <laughs> So we can do we can do podcast and move concrete. That's <laughs> multitasking, Jimbo. Multitasking, man. I, I gotta get this opened up so I can get through, and then we're gonna go train dogs. So I figured I'd kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, it's it's rained here this morning, man. I I got here and I knew it was supposed to rain this morning, and um, I, I got down there and I got loaded up, and when I got my last dog loaded, it was starting to sprinkle. And then it it started raining. So I, and then you called. I was like, he's like, you want to do a podcast? I was like, oh heck yeah! So run up here. Yeah. I'm gonna let the rain push out, and then we're gonna get to work. Gonna get them in the water. Gonna be near 76 degrees today. So well, you know, uh, we gonna we gonna hit the water for the first time this year here, which is super early for us. But it's supposed to, you know, supposed to be near 70 here today, and then in the in the upper 70s here tomorrow. So we gonna we gonna start start making them get wet i think they're ready for it dogs have been running good they feel good this time of year man the dogs just feel so good and they, you know they just they ready to run no there's no doubt about it um you're judging this weekend on the road down to uh south alabama foley area I am. what are you judging what are you and tyler judging we are judging the finished uh hrc finished and uh if if you've never run under me and Tyler, it's an experience like none other. You're usually seeing us fight, and I'm trying to pass them on. He's trying to fail half of them. So <laughs> he's just hard, man. Tyler just hard. It's okay. Look, don't be scared because I'm going to win in the long run. He's just going to give me that look like, are you serious? <laughs> and if you're an amateur, you virtually, I mean, just, just keep trying, bud. I got you. <laughs> yeah. And see, oh, what did TP say? He said, he done closed his book, folded his sheet, and that got done. You said, good job, man. Good way to yeah, go. Way to, way to hang in there. That's what I tell him. Way to hang in there. He just looked, he looked at me like you got to be kidding. He opened his book back up and unfolded that page. He's like, I can't believe you done. I said, dude, that guy was working his butt off. I've been in that spot, Tyler. I have been that guy. Oh, there's no doubt, <laughs> man. Let's God, give him a try. <laughs> try and see what, let's see what happens on, on water. That's what I say. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, <laughs> um, Jim, before we get to, we, we got a couple of little topics we're going to cover today and um, that's been mailed in um, via the internet. And But one little thing we're going to talk about is help needed. Help needed. Oh, yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. I am, I'm not, I'm not looking for an assistant, but I would hire the right guy if, somebody wanted to wanted to come and learn and and work and when i say work we work oh yeah all right i think i think you really need to emphasize that i mean that's you know I, i'm gonna say this I, I am so blessed in all this time where people's had such a hard time finding help i have been blessed with the best help i've ever had i got my assistant's name is jesse underwood does a fantastic job never handled a dog before started for me Two years ago, he has made, you know, a dozen hunt retriever champions. Dogs that's fixing to move into masters. I mean, he, he does an excellent job and goes and runs tests for me. His father-in-law, Troy Davis, throws birds for us every day. And then I've got another boy, new guy that just started. Uh, 
his name is Jeremy, but I call him Brandon about half the time because I ain't smart enough to remember Jeremy. <laughs> well, Lauren calls me Guy all the time, so that's yeah. <laughs> that's the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, I, I, you know, but I have been in your position, looking, you know, you know, and, and like you said, not just looking for somebody, but looking for the right somebody. Yeah, that that's willing to really, you know, put the time in and. It, it, you know, me and Paul Shirley talked about this years ago when he was working for me, and he said it best. He said, "This ain't making a living. This is a lifestyle." Yeah. And if you, if you commit to dog training, it's a, you know, it's just you, you got to commit to it, or you, you can't do it. You know, this ain't a part time deal. Right, and uh, you're either in or out. And I, I'll kind of give a little bit of the job description here, and and what what I'm talking about. I don't want somebody that I can come up here and say, "All right, here's your trailer." Here's your 14 dogs. Go train them. It's not what I'm wanting, okay? I want somebody to be at the kennel in the morning when I get there to help me load up, to help me clean kennels, to, to that I can teach how to do obedience and teach how to force fetch so I can be doing the tea and while they're walking dogs on the leash, okay? I'm talking about yep. the dogs that, that I'm training, not not dogs that, you know, not a separate truck of dogs. I'm talking about dogs that are on my truck, all right, and yes. be and be my assistant and follow me kind of step for step every day and learn the dogs, know the dogs, and learn how to take care of the dogs. That way, when me and Miss Carrie want to go away for a weekend, that I can go with a peace of mind that my dogs are going to get loaded up, that they're not going to stay in the kennel all weekend. They're going to get aired. They're going to get fed properly. They're going to um, not have a bark collar on all weekend and, um, and and whatnot. You with me, Jim? Oh, I totally. <laughs> and yeah. I yeah. want that person to want to learn how to train dogs and want to learn how to work and do a good job at this stuff. And you're not going to get rich, okay? Um, you're going to work way more than what you probably going to get paid. Honestly, all right. And <laughs> that's as true a statement as ever made. And if you don't value the education that you're getting, this is not for you. No. All right. But saying that, any young guy who inspires to do what we do, and, and I could do a whole podcast on how I feel about young guys getting into this game because my mode has changed over the last four or five years. You know, I used to tell people, you know, all the bad parts of it, dealing with it, you know, dealing with it. now I'm more way more supportive of young guys getting into this game. I, you know, and I try to help them. Right. But, but, you know, getting into the game and doing it right and being a, a true pro and training with somebody like Adam, you know, if, if you ever inspire to do it for a full time to, to make a living, you know, and to, and to be a dog trainer, there's really no other way in my opinion than to learn how to do it right. I know some of these guys have, have taken off and, done pretty well on their own but it, it, it's a hard road it's a hard road to hold if you're going to try to take it that route right 100 yep. percent. and you know if like my young man dylan that was having me was um was absolutely perfect but you know he hurt his back when he was young and his back just couldn't hold up to you know the demands of this deal um if it wasn't for that he i wouldn't be needing anybody because man he was a he was a home run, great person, had a great attitude. Um, he, he made everybody around him better. He held people to a standard and accountability that that I really was jealous of because he was good at that, you know. Maybe yeah. even better than I was at it. He was awesome. But, 
you know, it just so far, you know, it just didn't work out for him. But I'm looking for another Dylan and that that wants to love this stuff and wants to pour their heart and soul into it and wants to win, you know, win at life. And yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. So did, there you did, go, I, Jim. did I cover it all? I think so. I think so. I think it's a heck of a deal for somebody who's looking, you know, it, it, it's, it's, uh, you know, it, it's a fun, it's fun. It's a fun game. It's a good way to work. If you enjoy what you do, it's, it's, you know, if you enjoy the being with the dogs and doing all this stuff, you'll, you'll love it. Right. You know, if you don't care for dogs, do not apply. Do not apply. <laughs> yeah. Or work. Yeah. Or work. Yeah. If you if you have a problem getting out of bed or uh, or staying up late working or caring more about the animals than you do yourself, then I'd, I'd leave it alone too because that's a that's a big part of it. Right. Um. And I'll I'll leave you with this, Jim. I, Dylan, when Dylan was here, he'd been here about I don't know a month or three weeks and. Uh, Spencer was up here, and he said, Dylan, how's it going? He, Dylan said, well, as um, long as you don't mind working before dark, until dark, it's all good. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There it you go. It's perfect. <laughs> That's right. Um, if you, you know, I guess if you were an Amish dairy farmer, uh, contact Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that, I love that's it. That's really what we're looking for is Amish dairy farmers. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, all right, let's talk about a few dogs, um, a few dog training tips, man, or, or whatnot. But um, all right. I, I guess I forgot to mention my buddy Britton's here. Got a young dog we're training. Britton said he didn't want to say much. Do so you want to say hello, Britton? Hello, Adam. Hello, Jimmy. Hey, Britton. Oh. Welcome in, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. He came to he came to see his young dog here this morning. He's got a, a, one of the Dolly and Rip puppies. Okay, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that'd be a nice one. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a hustler. Yeah. He gets after it. I like it. Give some wild suckers, though, I done bred. <laughs> That's <laughs> why we like them. That's the way we like them. <laughs> I know it. I know. Yeah, <laughs> but Britton, you feel like you need to say something. You can. You feel you, we don't got handcuffs. I, I, I appreciate it. Thank something. you. Thank you. So, Britton's yeah. a self-proclaimed fan of the podcast, ain't you, pal? Absolutely. Listen to every one of them. There you go. Well, we appreciate you. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right, Jim. So, um, a couple of a couple of quick things, and and we'll get on. And I see. Looks like the sun's starting to shine, and I'm ready to chomping at the bit, get in there and teach them dogs yep. how to angle that into that water on a blind, but. Um, how how do you teach in layman's terms? How do you teach a dog to do an angle back cast? All right, you know, you and I usually don't talk a whole lot pre uh, podcast about what we're going to talk about. We just kind of do it in the raw. But this one, we had actually we had actually talked about a little bit. And I I'll say this that that has been brought up to me a few times before. You know, teaching angle backs and. and you and I differ in some ways on that and you can tell your what you do and I'll tell you what I do. I, so my progression to teaching that is I go from, uh, the T and then according to weather conditions or sometimes we try to group them, you know, yeah. uh, when we get a group, we do swim by and then we finish up, you know, and start into transition with swim by in the, uh, in the pattern blinds. And then we teach a three legged pattern blind, one step at a time, one leg at a time until we can perfect it. And then we handle on the pattern blinds. 
that's the way I was taught to do it. Meaning, you know, I'll send for the middle leg, stop them, cast them to the left leg. And it's not really even a cast. It's just that, oh, go somewhere different. <laughs> you know, just throw my arm out, go, go that way. And they can't at that point ever go where they were already going. They have to give me a change of direction. You know, right. if they spin and go back, I stop, bring them back forward through attrition until I get that cast to that other side. <clears throat> Once I get them handling on there, uh, we do our diversion field on the on the uh, three-legged pattern blind. Then we start running cold blinds. <clears throat> and at that point is when I start teaching my angles. <clears throat> and and I, through time, those dogs understand, you know, at first I'm just getting erratic movement, you know, and that's what I want. I just want them, you know, I don't want them ping-ponging. But I want them just casting left and casting right, casting left, casting right, digging back. And then over time, it becomes those precise precise angles. We also do a drill called the nine-point drill. Uh, and that's one we've talked about before. And I think that's what really perfects the angles because that's where I start getting my precision cast. Mm -hmm. I used to do it right off pattern blinds, but I usually now do a couple of months of cold blinds and then go back and start the, the nine-point drill. Cool. That's how I do it. Yeah, yeah. And So it, as far as specifically teaching each little angle, I don't do it. It just happens. You know, in the field, as we as we progress through the field and their blinds start getting tighter and tighter and tighter, that's when I start getting it. Correct. <clears throat> yeah, and I think um... – I think a lot of that comes there too. I think you're a hundred percent right. Um, and maybe, um, one more little step that I put into it would be, uh, we do a wide drill or an inverted T and basically what a wide drill is. If you can use your imagination here, um, uh Oh, I lost Jimmy. Hey Jim. Yep. Yes, sir. There you are. All right. So what I was saying is, um, we do one thing that we do here is a wide drill or, um, inverted T, and I was telling people, if you could use your imagination and take your back pile of your T and slide it in and your overs and slide them back, it creates a Y. And you end up learning how to cast. You send to that little short pile, and then you stop and you angle cast past it. Um, and we'll do that for, I don't know, a week or so and just work on that before we go into running. Uh, a ton of cold blinds, but I teach my patterns a little different than I used to. They're more spread out. Um, they're a little longer. Um, I guess they're more for, for lining than they are casting these days. Um, yes. but you do get some cast, man. You'll, you'll ultimately send for one and they'll take off for another and you get to stop and angle cast and angle cast to go get it. You do get casting there, but, um, they're not like a crow's foot like they used to be. You know, where you could send for the middle one and then give a, a light angle cast and get some change of direction. Um, we we yep. come back and get that with the wide drill. And then we apply yep. it in the field. I know one of the first times I was down there, uh, we were training together for something. And you had, had dogs run the pattern blind, and I was like, man, those are close together. But your dogs run good, you know. Mm -hmm. I was like, so mine's more, I wouldn't say like, mine would be, you know, from the middle uh, leg you know, my middle leg on my pattern blinds that we've been running for years is probably 150 yards. And, and then my left and right leg off of that 
<clears throat> would be probably 45 degrees off each side. So my right and left leg would be 90 degrees. And then the middle leg would be in the middle right. of that, you know, be at 45. So uh, that's about, I guess, if people are wondering what my spread out, you know, my spread on my pattern blinds is, is that much. So right. when you, when I start getting that cast, you know, according to where I stop them on a line, you know, I may sit them on the left. Now this is after they know pattern blinds. You know, they know those blinds. They've been to them a dozen times, dozens of times. You taught them. Yeah, stop them and then cast them, mm-hmm. you know. And, and they know where they're already going, so they're going to a spot they already recognize, you know, as a as a, a known destination. So you get a good cast there. Right. Yeah, or you can get a good cast. Will, it will develop a good cast there. So you start getting – that's where I get my angles. I never specifically break it down. Now, explain the wide drill a little bit. So you have the short – your middle pile is short of your right and left pile. Yeah, your middle pile short of your right and left pile. So – um you can you can ID them. You can do it cold, however you want. But um, I like to show. I, I'm a big time teacher and shower. You know, it it, it creates less confusion. Um, yes, it shows them the way out of trouble. Before you just get out there and just cast and cast and cast to get out of trouble. I like to show it to them. You still get plenty of cast, but so you 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 got a short pile up front, and it's maybe at twenty yards. All right, and then. You know, kind of an angle cast off of it left and an angle cast off of it right. Um, it, you got piles out there. So essentially, what you're doing, you send for that short one, you go to it a couple of times, and you stop and you angle cast past it. And what the dog's got to do, the dog it turns that way, right, and then it just scallops back into that into that short pile, tweet, and you just yep. attrition them out of there. And eventually, you'll tweet and cast them, and they'll go right past it. Um, and they eventually get to where you got to handle them into the short one. You know, they want to go those longer ones. So yeah. um, it's just a casting drill, and you're casting off a of suction. You're not just casting. You with me? Yes. You're casting past that short pile. Yes. And I think that creates um, um, a pretty clear learning experience for them to not scallop. You know, they turn and Absolutely. they file pile back in there, and it's – when they turn that way, and as soon as that shoulder dips to that short pile, tweet, I'm in the whistle. I already got the air in my whistle. All I got to do is let it go. Yep. Then I cast them again, cast them again, cast them again. I just keep casting. I don't burn. Um, I don't I don't nick. Man, it's, if I get close to it, I call them in. I keep casting. Um, yeah. And they'll eventually attrition. get yeah, attrition, and they, they eventually get where they're doing that pretty good. And then you'll see them go out on the, on the running your cold line and, They'll change directions for you some and um, and whatnot. I think it's really, really good for for your blind running dogs to help. I like before I start running cold blinds. I like to show them a how to do an angle cast. So, I understand, and it's yep. still bad enough when you start running cold blinds. You know, after you do all that, <laughs> yeah, it so, doesn't mean they're they're perfect. They just have an idea. They have an idea, man. They have an yep. um, an answer to the question. They yeah, they yeah. they have a study guide. Absolutely, yeah, very cool. So yeah, very that's cool. it. That's Good it. Deal. Um, Good deal. One other question we had, Jim, was: Are dogs born with outside end marking, or can you train at it at a young all age? Right. Let Let me start off by saying this. First of all, outside end in marking is we've talked about on here before, just for to catch people up on exactly what that is when you, when your bird boy is in the field and say it's throwing that bird and you're looking at him and he's throwing it right to left 
at a distance, you know, say, you know, over a hundred yards. And that dog comes in without ever focusing on the gun, comes from the left side of the bird in to the bird. Instead of going towards the gun and turning to the left, he's actually going out and turning into the gun. That's outside in marking. And that, and that's what seems to be most of the time your best markers do that. Would you agree, Adam? Yeah, I would say so. You know, and I, 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 people, I some, it, some people say, call it more of a uh, common term would be that dog runs at the bird. Runs at the bird. There you mm-hmm. go. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I do think it's, I don't think it's teachable. In my opinion, somebody, you know, that's, uh, got a different opinion. I'd definitely be here interested in hearing it, but I think that's natural. Cause you know, in the dogs we've trained here, you know, in excess of 700 dogs, I've, I've taught marking and, and, uh, retrieving to, you know, a few dozen maybe have been outside in markers. Right. Most of them, most of them, you know, are just, don't seem to, to be playing that exact game. And, and I will say most of those dogs turn out to be superior. What, what you call a double a marker, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're trying to get to that bird and don't care where the gun is. That's, that's what I look at is they don't give a darn where that gun is. They just look at that spot where that bird fell and they run straight at it. Right. Uh, and listen, think, we, we all like that. We all like it. It's, oh, it's that, all good. That, but that does not mean that they're not going to go on and be extreme successful. Right. If your dog, if your puppy runs out there to the gun first and then runs over against the bird, that doesn't mean it's bad. I, you know, that, 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 that's just what he does right now. You know, and there's, there's ways to build around that. Uh, something, you know, here that I really focus on is a ton of flat throws at a short distance. Long flat throws. Long, flat throws. You know, I think people these days, the dogs are getting so much better than these puppies. You know, we run a puppy yesterday that's four months old I'm raising here. Uh, she's out of Steve Eric scratch dog and a master hunter female I made. Super, super high drive dog. You know, and we got her retrieving yesterday at four months old. She was going 50 yards and picking up bumpers. You know, and I truly believe it wouldn't take me a couple of weeks. She could go 200 yards and get one. She wants it so bad. You know, right. like she don't care how far that bird go or that bumper falls from her. But saying that, to truly develop marking, I think we might be stretching them out too soon before they actually understand marking. And that I think you can develop more bad habits running at the gun by stretching out to, you know, everybody wants to see it right now, you know, and, and we're, we're trying to run a marathon, not a sprint here and, and developing those young dogs. I, you know, I tell my guys, you know, get them, get them crushing them at 60 and 70 yards and let them crush them. Let them have some confidence in doing that before you throw them 200 yards. I guess, you know, now my question for you was going to be, all right, if they're, if they're born running at the bird, if they're born a natural marker, how can we prevent running at the gun? And is it that big yeah. a deal? Is it that big That's a deal it. that a dog runs at the gun and then no. and then pushes off the gun and goes and gets the bird? No, at the end of the day, now in the in the hunt test world, no, I think that and that's what I have learned over the last few years training with a lot of field trial amateurs and pros. The difference between us and them is is very little. And what it, what it is is they're trying to not just get the bird but get it better. Right. If your admirations is making a field champion, you probably want that dog that's a superior, you know, that, that is, is running at the gun at run at the bird. You know, if your puppy is, is just 
it get some age on it, 10, 12 months old and still running the gun. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I've never made a field champion, so I can't really say. But I know you can <laughs> still no make right that sucker. Comment on that. Yeah, I, I have. Yeah, I'm not at the, the level to be able to, to address that. But I will say this: I've made a whole truckload of master hunters that run at the gun, because all we got to do is get them. We don't. Ha- I don't have to get them better than Adam or Tyler or Scott Greer. I just got to get them. Like Hunter Hastings told me before, usually there's a bird out there by old Jimmy, you know? Little Jimmy, yeah. little Jimmy's usually a bird, throw the bird out there. So yeah. they run out there and push off of him, and they're going to retire him anyway. They're going to be hitting the good. That'll, that'll flatten out. It'll it'll all work out. You know, and, and, and then hiding guns at some point. You know, we, we start our puppies off and, and the white coats, you know, when we start, do start stretching them out, we, we you know, we want them to see the gun. We want them to mark off of the gun. And, uh, you know, over time we'll start hiding the guns, you know, they got dogs that are going to run the hunt test, you know, uh, we're going to, we're going to start hiding those guns and then they can't, you know, then they're going to have to start marking the bird. Right. You know, the, it, and, and that, I, I just think people put a lot into that. It, it all depends on what game you're looking at, you know, right. would be, be a lot of it, but, but I do, definitely. I do think one of the keys to it is when they're younger, you know, Six, seven, eight, nine, ten months old is not stretching them out too far. Lots of flat throws instead of teaching them to break down, start slowing down when they get to that gun and not a ton of straight backs or a real hard angle backs are blowing through it every time, right? Yeah, right. tons of flat right. throws. Then we teach them how to get the angle back throw. That's right. right. Keep, and that helps keep them off the gun, man. Teach them to run at the bird That's the best right. you can. That's- that's exactly right. You know, and, and I, you know, I, our bird throwers make such a difference. You know, we was talking about help earlier and that's, that's such a difference. A guy that can throw a bird, you know, 15 yards, 20 yards away from him versus, you know, some little kid that's throwing it five yards away from him makes a difference, you know, and I know some people, that's what you got, you know, you, you know, you got your, your eight year old out here throwing ducks for you. You give him a big old mallard duck. He can't throw it very far. Right. But you give that bird to Mr. Dennis, and he can chunk that sucker. That's what he does. You know, that's about like Troy that works for me. He can throw it a long dang way over. And I'll tell him, you know, hey, on these puppies, get it out there away from you. Right. And if you have you a know? thrower that can't throw a duck very far, put a duck out there and give them a Kong bumper. Let them throw a Kong bumper to that duck. They're a lot easier right. to throw, right? That's exactly right. I, I tell you this. Years ago, a few years ago, I was uh, – I got some dogs and my market wasn't where I wanted it. And I'm like, I, I can't really tell, you know, what's going on here. So I had about a dozen frozen chuckers and a brand new zinger field trial winger. <laughs> and you ever seen a bird go about 70 yards from where it <laughs> left at to where it hits the ground at? No, I hadn't, but I could only I mean, imagine that it, it looked, looked like, like a Tom rocket. Brady had, oh yeah. Had, had launched one to the end zone, you know, <laughs> And you talking about some dogs scrambling around out there with no idea what, what just happened. And what it was, I had these young guys throwing birds that wasn't giving me any effort. You know, and, and that, that they were just, they were doing their job and they were flipping the bird out there. And, and I was just letting it happen because I needed the help and went on. And I seen that those, those dogs were literally running at the gun because that's where the bird was. Yeah. You know, so, so where that bird falls in place to the, where the bird, you know, where the bird falls and the place where the bird was stoned from is important too. So, you know, does your dog mark, put a wing, put, get you, get you one of those new winger rubbers and put you a frozen chucker in that thing and see how far it'll throw and see if he marks that. (laughs) 
you know, if he marks that, he's he he, he uh, he's going to where the bird is. If he's over anywhere close to that winger, he's not even in the neighborhood. You know, so <laughs> there's a there's ways to kind of figure all that out. But no, it's a. Uh, I think people people. I think overall are just stretching them out too quick. Yeah. We do stretch uh, them out. I mean, I, and I'm not saying that you can't stretch them out, but then do the majority of your retrieving up close. You know, within a hundred yards. Yeah. And if you're going to stretch them out, don't let them just run out to the gun and dilly, dilly dab around and meander over to the bird. Keep throwing them on the way out there and keep them on line. That's right. We call it fire drilling. Yeah. Yeah. If, I don't care if you got 13. Keep them coming. Yeah, I tell my guys, be ready on two. And they break over, you know, and they're running. All of a sudden, they dip that shoulder turning in towards the gun. I, I just motion. He'll just flip a bird out there and boop, the dog will turn and go right back out to the bird. Yeah, like, We do that a ton. Yeah, like I tell Mr. D, all right, Mr. D, give me two right here. Give me two. He said, I'm his. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. Um, I, I, will, I will leave this discussion saying this, Jim, that a dog that leans on the gun and goes out and gets the bird, I do not worry. I would almost just as soon have that as I had a dog that was running way to the outside end. So Absolutely. I, I handle more of those guys that run outside in than I do the ones that lean on the gun and push off and get it. That's so, right. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it with that. So in the hunt test, I'm not speaking for the field trial game. So no, no, I have no right. Jim, got anything else, buddy? Man, that does it for me. Uh, we we gonna go. I've got my concrete moved. I'm uh, I'm fixing to load. Well, the logs are loaded. I'm fixing to pull out of here and go uh, get a good set of marks and blinds in today. We gonna hit. We gonna chip a little water off. We fixing the dog train here, bud. All right, good deal, Adam. Enjoyed it, man, as always. Absolutely, buddy. Thanks everybody for listening to another episode of the Doghouse. Hey, like and share and comment. I think you can help us if you go on that on that podcast deal and leave a comment. Hey, let it rip, man. Heck yeah. We appreciate it a ton. Jimbo, see you, brother. Glad to have Thank you back. You. Yeah, boy. Glad to be feeling good. We'll do another one. We plan one first next week too. There we go. I'll yes, get sir. this one up and load it to the to the to the <laughs> internet tonight. Sounds good, man. Sounds see, good. We'll be talking. See you, pal. His gun see you, And I'm still the same kid you fell for when we were young. <laughs>